going on everyone welcome back to forfeit been a minute big john stud just brought up an interesting topic hit us john bryce harper's overrated oh my Whoa, god oh here, here we go here we go here we go fake news start the podcast over again i'm hitting stop <laughs> oh man who's better oh, i think the i think the phillies got some juice but anyway we can we could go ahead. Go Who's ahead. Who's better, Allen? I- what was it, Allen Iverson or Kyrie Irving? I mean, you know, you know what I would want to. I'm gonna. I got to think about that. But you know what I I would want to see is that one on one game. I would. That would be something. <laughs> I gotta, put put, put both of those guys at Rucker Park. Set it up both in their prime. Tell, televised it. Fuck that. But I don't know, man. That would be one hell of a one-on-one game. BCS playground, double rims. I, I'd have to. There's, there's I'd have rims. to go where where I wouldn't want to usually go, and I would say actually Kyrie. I knew you were going. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it was coming. Why? Like, didn't Iverson have a better? Like, he changed I, the way. I think Kyrie was. I think Kyrie's more – I think John might be thinking what I was slightly thinking is, like, I think Kyrie's more cons- consistent. I mean, yeah, AI did have some monster years, but, like, I think his shooting – I think he's a more consistent shooter. I don't know. I might be wrong. I'm, I'm, shooting, from the, I'm shooting from the hip on that one. It's a tough one. I mean, yeah, I, I can see where Jesse's saying, like, coming from putting his, the team on his back, but – after that, he really didn't do much. No, because he never took care of his body. But he also, so. like, he brought in he, – he was one of those guys that changed the NBA. Like, he, like as far as wardrobe, culture, fashion. As far as and wardrobe. That, and, and the way you played. Like, he changed – he was really influential in a lot of – Yeah, but this is about who's a better player. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who's, who is a better dresser? I mean, you know. Or, hey, did Kyrie ever cross up Jordan? He, oh, he never long. had a chance. He had never had an opportunity to. Well, Iverson did. So point Iverson. By the way, speaking of Michael Jordan, I read today that his Illinois mansion uh, is back. Is is just took a pay cut. It's down out of sixteen million from twenty one million. If you guys are still interested, fourteen point eight. It's been on sale. It's been on the market for nine years. He's you, trying to sell it for nine years. You only have to live Boom. in the suburbs of Chicago. Allen Iverson averaged over thirty points five times in his career. Like only a handful of guys have done that. I, I don't think it's even close, in my opinion. I think Allen Iverson is a is a notch above Kyrie. I know Kyrie has the, ch- the chip with LeBron. And he was, I mean, Kyrie was just as important as LeBron in that series because Kyrie was every bit as good as any player on that court. I won't, I won't take that away from him. But as much as I shit on AI about frustration, about this and that, he, he carried the Sixers franchise for a decade and made them relevant by himself. Kyrie, without LeBron in Cleveland, did nothing. No playoff appearances. Went to Boston, burned that franchise down, did nothing. Last year, without KD 
in Brooklyn, played half a season, got hurt, and quit on his team when they realized they weren't going to make the playoffs. So, I and, and I know it's not like character liking or whatever the question was, basketball skill. And <coughs> I do think Kyrie's one of the best NBA players currently. Like, he's definitely top 10, maybe even top seven. Like, he's that good. I don't get it. But Allen Iverson was a top three NBA player for close to a decade. Like, he really was a top five player, in my opinion, much as he was maddening because he didn't make team. Because now I'm hearing reports out of Boston that Brad Stevens is on the hot seat. That how funny two years later he goes from being the next Pat Riley to on the hot seat and it's flicking out of Boston that Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't good teammates and don't care about making their teammates better. And that's why Marcus Smart wants out and all this. And well, it's showing in their records and in their performance. 500. And I think it shows when you're young and you have talent and you're not winning, it just shows kind of why young teams don't win. And I think, and this isn't just a ha ha for the Sixers just because we are peaking and Joel is older than Tatum and Brown. So he should be playing better. But I think it shows that just the facts are facts. Like Kevin Durant made the finals with Russell Westbrook on OKC, but he was 27. I mean, that's how old Joel is now. Like, we're seeing now the Sixers entering that prime of championship. And I think what we're seeing is impressive. I mean, they're, what, 4-1 and one without Joel these five games? And granted, they lost to the Bucs, but they were right there to the end with the Bucs. I mean, that was a bang-bang game. And they were short. I mean, they don't have the, an MVP. But So, I'm sorry, back to the Kyrie thing, um, and I'll shut up. But I don't know. I think we really forget, not forget, but, it's a little while ago, like Allen Iverson, like when the NBA was still had a big man presence with like Shaq and other big guys who played Carl Malone towards the end of Carl's career a little bit, but like a few guys like that. Well, you still had David Robinson. He you did. Still had Tim Duncan and Allen Iverson yeah. got half his points in the paint. And that just kind of shows to show just the kind of player he was. And Kyrie does that too, though. And I get it. Kyrie's probably has the best handle in the league. Like, and I think it is better than Allen's. But and maybe I'm just a Sixers bias, but as much as I dog out and I think I can look at it objectively, and my vote or my opinion would be not by a landslide, but I, I, I would I would go all day on Iverson the better is I would take him over Kyrie on my team any day. Yeah, it's close. It's close. It's close. I think it's also hard to, um, you know, make a, a legitimate statement on it without having both careers finished. No, you're totally right. Because AI, I you mean, know. his Denver days kind of diminished, obviously. But Kyrie, Kyrie wins a wins a chip in uh, in Brooklyn. You know, I don't know. No, I mean he does. I mean, I guess. I mean, it, it, but I guess it, it. You know, and that's one of the knocks on Allen. It's Kyrie's now letting his game not suffer but alter to ha- to win. You know, bringing in James Harden and Kevin Durant, where Allen couldn't get another superstar here. He couldn't get anybody. He didn't really care about that. He Played ball, showed up at, at half hour before the game, supposedly, 45 minutes before the game. Would eat his pregame meal, get dressed, and go. Pregame meal, like, meaning McDonald's yep, and like, and like a milkshake and whatever. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Do you? But he wasn't whatever. about like, talking to, you know, he wasn't about making the team better. It's just, I know I'm that good. I'm going to get my 30 tonight on 25 shots, but I'm going to get. It's, it's basically Matt showing up to Summer League. I mean, that's it's, right. it's, it's right. height. It's like, oh, that's my Matt. Right. Playing defense now. I'm not going to get the ball on offense. Wide open, Matt. Lay up. Nice 17 right. foot fadeaway into two guys. I wasn't open. Oh, I thought that was nice. So I'll get you on the next one. 
I'll get you on the next one. Nope. Unless nope. you pass it to me, and, and I'm then, shooting. You know, like, I'm I, shooting I, all day. Little side note playing with Matt. When you can tell when I'm on his team and I'm on the wing, like thinking I might get the ball, and he does like one of his pump fakes top of the key or whatever, and when he puts his head down like a battering ram, <laughs> you watched me play with on those leagues. I would start you running just turn around. He's either missing, making, or getting fouled, but I, that ball ain't leaving his hand. It's going to the rack <laughs> or he's getting fouled. And if you watch me, I would start running back on defense when he was in his head. <laughs> well, this is over. No, Bill, oh. Bill, you were back. You were running back. You weren't playing defense. You were just running back. Well, yeah, I was kind of just making sure like, it gave me the lose in case we got a fast break. I'm already ahead for a fast break. I'm, just, I'm hoping. Bill, Bill was there to grab the guy that was going to go past him. The one oh. championship season at Mount Carmel, I never forget it. I was like cherry picking towards the, like, and it was a close game. And like, I was at half court, get, like, kind of getting back to defense slower because they were fast breaking a little bit. And Doug like stole the ball around like the foul line, like like the side of the foul line, and just started trucking. I ran, a guy sprinted underneath the basket. He looked at me like just inside of half court and like thought about passing. He's like, I ain't passing. In for the rest of the half court and laid up for a layup, and I was just like, "Wow!" And he's like, "The like, Duke coach Hanson." Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like I was on the basket with nobody, and he was just like, "Yeah, nah, this ain't happening." <laughs> we won the game, but you know, uh, the, sum- uh, the summer league days domination. I always love when that happens on the court, and like you think you're open, and someone doesn't pass you, but you just stay there. Uh, like you're, the like you're waiting for it? Like your back cut or like you fight through a screen and your guy lags off and you're like, I wish I played a player with a real point guard who kept his head up just to, you know, just to you know, shoot the ball from 25. It's like that would be maddening playing with certain guys. Like, you know, pick up games even when, like, you're playing the right way, setting back screens, going to the rim. And it's just like, for what? Guys are chucking up threes left and right. Just yeah. Stupid. What what always made made me pissed off was when I finally get good position to rebound a ball and the ball goes in. Oh, I'm every like, God time damn! I boxed out. It's back iron every time. Every time back iron. And then John comes barreling with those elbows over the back. Well, dude, yeah, yeah, fucking bruiser, fucking <laughs> crazy. Don't them both. I remember first time I guarded John in the post when we first started playing the Haddon Heights. I didn't, you know, I thought he knew that I don't play defense super hard. Got to keep my hands loose for offense. And I get him on a switch in the post. I never forget it. It was the first time I ever played at Haddon Heights. And he, he like, kind of, he sees me kind of guarding him. And he backs me down. He throws his ass into my chest when I wasn't thinking it was coming at all. I swear to God, I <laughs> lost my butt like, seconds. I was like, does he know I don't play fucking defense? Like, you, you like, you, you like, chase me down. And, like, I was like, whoa, I'm giving, giving you the lane. And he just, like, <laughs> he just cleared me out and laid it up. And I was like, all right, that's how it's going to be. All right. Just put so, that man. ass right, right in your, right in your wheelhouse, I was, buddy. I just want to yell like, "I don't play defense." And you're gonna find that out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've been watching that Netflix docu docu series, Last Chance You, about the um the East LA Community College team, and there's a big man on there that was like in the game, not getting calls, getting really frustrated. Finally, coach takes him out, and he just he walks. The camera follows him, walks into the locker room, is like down the hallway, punches the key code into the locker room, throws the door open, and he just lets out the biggest. He screams fuck so loud, like three times. He 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 takes a chair, like one of those like coaching chairs that they use during timeouts, and he just fucking like just 
destroys this thing in one in one swing, like one swing to the ground, like boom. It's like in two, three pieces. And then he turns around, goes into the bathroom, camera's still following him, and he punches he he punches the uh the paper towel dispenser so <laughs> hard. I thought of you, John. Like he's probably drunk. Probably drunk. I was like, I was like <laughs> oh my God. They just pulled a Mathers punching walls like he punched the concrete wall oh my god he kept back on the bench his hand was like bleeding i was like it's john there it is it's my kind of guy right there i'll have beers with that guy any day For, (laughs) for, for context for our listeners it was what a week and a half two weeks before your wedding john nah it was it was before that it's like four or five weeks before you were in a splint for your wedding though right yeah yeah lucky i didn't have to get surgery yeah, best so, shooting, best shooting night of my uh, of my <laughs> men's basketball career. <laughs> John gets a little boozy, gets angry, and punches a wall and breaks his hand a couple weeks before his wedding. Well, that was, was also your summer wearing, outing. That was your you know, summer outing. You you showed I was up bowling since like all tan, like all. Yeah, yeah. You showed up and you were like, I don't know how this is gonna go. And I was like, I'll tell you, I'll show you how this is going to go. John had. I, I was wearing a medium sized Dennis Robin champion jersey. My nipples were bleeding. Yeah. We got to well, wait for then, the uh, last chance you episode when the guy punched the ball after a game down the court, like somebody else on the podcast does, and uh, fits the rage and say, this ball's going down the other end with my foot <laughs> after their game. We could we could have we could fill episodes of just things that happened during during basketball games. All right, who's gonna give me that? We'll we could do a we can do a whole men's night like podcast. We could probably do like five episodes worth. Oh my god, of, of stories. But we could also Matt the stories we could tell about ad ad club softball league like oh, almost yeah, getting into sure. a fist fight with Marcus Hayes because yeah. that happened. It's true. Um. I remember once playing basketball and someone just left his whole, whole team. Um, so we end up having to play four on three. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, someone would have, if, 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 if that person didn't, didn't leave, he would have been a, he would have been escorted out by the police. <laughs> that was a rough night. That one was a rough night. I didn't like that league, man. I didn't like that league. That was uh, yeah. Our our team was fighting each other as well, so it was yeah. It wasn't. It, that was a. That was a. I don't know, man. If you if you didn't belong to that that gym, I felt like it was like they they knew that you were like you didn't go to the gym, so you were like an outcast. Yeah, they were you know? jaggles. Like they were yeah. a Brazilian dude and that little midget point guard. <laughs> yeah, that was a game. That's when shit popped off. Um, I just I, never got a good vibe. Like whenever we played a game there, it was always like, they always like, and it, it was a short court and it was four on four. It was. And cause I would go <laughs> yeah. there. On Sunday was it four on four or three on three? That no, was four on four. It was, it was four, four on four on four. I just Cause, cause leaving when you that left, game. when you left, we had to play with the guy down and yeah. Bob Todd and Bob Todd was not, and Bob Todd was like, where are you going? <laughs> Those guys, I was like, I'm out of here, man. I'm out of here. Because I would play, I would go up on Sunday because that's the day. Sunday mornings are like the open gym days there for that spot, and a lot of the most of the guys were in the league played on then, and they would be like clicky. Because I remember one of the times, I think like before the league started, and this is when I you know was still in pretty good ball shape, like I was balling, 
I remember I went up the one time, I tried to get on the game, and they are like, we already got five. And I was just like, all right, well, but I've been here, and they're like, well, we went upstairs lifting, but we, we call game. And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, like, like that ain't how I roll. Like, if you leave the Yeah, court, I, I just know, never, yeah, I never got that. They were like, dude, we're not having this discussion. I'm like, well, yeah, we are. Like, you guys weren't here. Like, you can play with me. I need four. And it was like a whole fucking <laughs> thing. And, like, they were, like, total jerk-offs about it. And then, like, it was just like, all right. And I waited, and I played, but it was like, you guys are fuck nuts. Like, and, and it's just, yeah, I, I don't miss up, you know, that league at all. It was, yeah, I never got a good vibe there. Now it was just all guys that like, were like high school hats. It's like, we all are, but they were like all guys that like thought the stories on why they didn't go pro or why they didn't get scholarships. It's like, well, because you're not good enough, but they yeah. all, they were like, oh, well, I tore my knee when I was a junior, a Cherokee. Okay. Well, you're not really good now. I don't know how good you could have been at five, eight, you know? seven years ago there bro. was one there was one guy there and he was pretty cool he could jump through the gym i remember he was like he was like he I, he was like i don't know maybe like barely six foot too like he was a few inches shorter than us but he could dunk with ease like he was just super athletic i remember just watching him like on fast breaks he would just like dunk the ball like easy like two-handed dunks so two like, points or two points whether you dunk it or lay it up please i'm not impressed with that lay i was up. like wow i was just impressed with that like and he was older than us too so i was just kind of like oh damn this dude still got it but, i would uh, every second of every day if i could dunk i would that's the one thing i don't miss is getting dunk. dunked on i always i was always the one going back on defense on a fast break and you jagaloons would always just be like, ah, oh, here it comes. And then I was always the one getting dunked on. I just remember yeah. that. Yeah, they because they had no because they because they had the breakaway breakaway rims and they were nice rims there. Like they had the nice backboards and rims there, so you could definitely dunk on them. Like yeah. it, Listen, it, 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 big men, big men don't run down the court. Okay? I know, I know. <laughs> I, I I mean, I mean, I would be on so many posters if that was the case, but not in a good way. <laughs> I would be, I would be the schmuck, you know. Like, you know, the one that you see on every poster, kind of just like, ah, looking up. <laughs> that, that'd be me. Yeah, that'd be me. That, yeah, the, that, the, that league definitely went from, like, fun, chill to, like, leave, you leave there fired up, pissed off. Like, wait a minute. This is supposed to be a leisure activity. <laughs> do they, fired do up. they still even make, like, posters, like, dunk posters? Like, do kids still have, like, uh, you know. Kevin Durant like dunking like a huge ass poster on their ceiling or something. I would say no. I, I didn't like, like not how we had it where like we were. I, I think that's I think that's gone. Those days are over. It's yeah, I like, don't think that kind of that thing is really prevalent right now with with uh, these kids. I don't think they give a shit about that kind of stuff. Now you just buy the uh, NFT of the, uh, the the posterized dunk or the fathead. Right. Yeah, the fatheads in there. The fatheads were were all the rage for a while. I saw what you did, John. What's that? The NFT reference. I I I. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's for, like the only people doing that are rich assholes that are just like, yeah, if I make money on it, cool. I, I watched a video on some like because I tried to like understand them and and shout out to Justin Winheim. He was a. Uh, he was a big proponent of them, and weeks ago, he's like, "You really got to get into this. You got to think about this." And uh, I watched a video of the what's the NBA one that they're doing, Top Shots. Yeah, I think. And I watched some guy like basically, 
you, you basically watch them unwrap them, but they don't unwrap them. Like they push a button and they, they, they animate. And he was like, Oh, I just got a Luka Doncic, like, you know, series, whatever. And it was like, this thing's worth $20. And I was like, what? I might as well just go to like a baseball card shop and do this. And then I come to find out, like he opens like another pack and it's like, it's like a $3,000 NFT he could sell. I'm like, Oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. But the difference is like, there's the, then there's the guys that have spent like four G's and have nothing. Uh, oh yeah. Like what's the one article I saw a kid, he, he put it like over 750,000 or I'm sorry, $75,000 in NFTs. And he's made over like four and a half million dollars. So I was like, so, all right, well, I mean, if you got that out, kind of coin. Time out. What, what, what is an NFT? What is this? Non-fungible token. What? <laughs> it's a digital. Jesse, is this fucking Super Mario money or what the fuck? <laughs> Basically, it, it's kind of like. Um, it, it's is this Bitcoin like, for like. It's kind of like Bitcoin. Like it's a it's a thing that you can own and transfer it to somebody else so they can like track the ownership thing the through the entire process so like you can tell it's it's legit and everything but it's all digital so, so now, it's not like, legit it's yeah. not legit so now like <laughs> bands are doing nft stuff for like concerts and records and it's it's just another way to make money off stuff but like the bubble's gonna burst on it and it's you're just gonna be holding like a bunch of files that are worth nothing so it's a file that you so it's like a zip file? Basically, like sometimes it's a video, sometimes it's artwork, sometimes it's it can be all kinds of different things and they can be they you then buy it and then you can sell it and depending there it's a it's a So scarce. it's like so you open up all right, so 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 sorry. I like I double click this fucking zip file that's an NFT, right? And I open it up and it's a JPEG say of like concert tickets right well, then would you, you would use the you would use the, the tickets i would either use the tickets or try to sell the tickets right yes all right so give me another one well that's basically well the whole and the whole thing is like you can't scalp them so like that's one of the like all right you so can't people, I'm sorry, you can sell them but you can't like um it either it's either legit or it's not. You can't uh, you can't bootleg them. You can't you can't uh, print them out and make copies of them. Yeah, you can't do anything like that. So like that. So how do you submit it? Is there a code? I guess you input a code or something. Or? It depends on how. Yeah, it's it's all like in and then you have them these files and they're but it's dude it's selling. Sounds it's like awesome. some nerd shit, man. So you're not able to put a fifth of Jack under your shirt when you're trying to get into these concerts. So, know. so what? People were paying a million dollars for like animated gifts, essentially. Pretty basically, much. yeah. And like, I mean, sorry, go ahead, Jess. People have done like digital, like digital art files, Matt, that are like eleven, seventeen, three hundred DPI tips, and it's like a, a high res printable file. So you, so you buy can it. go get it printed at a print what? shop or something. But still, it's like. A print shop isn't going to have like a Gickly printer or anything that's going to make no. it great. So it it's it's a way no one's going to paint the fucking thing. It's, right? So, I mean, so it's a way for rich people to like do something stupid with their money. God. So you know, like you know, like Banksy, right? The guy yes. who goes around does yep. like yeah, yeah, starting graffiti. There's a mm-hmm. there's a digital artist. His name's Beeple, who basically created a digital graffiti. Uh, he, he created like an NFT for like, but like a digital file of it. He uh-huh. sold it for seventy million dollars, like Holy three weeks ago. Shit, 
Right. I'm going to take some of the, my logos that I used to do for Eminem and just fucking just well, five well, mil. Here you go. People uh, now are artists. Footed. I got my portfolio up on the web. Yeah, that's right. But artists gonna... and creatives are doing that now. They're basically creating artwork and they're creating what they would describe. Like the best way I've described it is like you're you're basically creating like the Mona Lisa and you own the rights to it, right? Because whatever yeah. you create, say you create a sketch mat of Michael Jordan and you put it up there and someone yeah. buys it for five dollars, okay? You you have the you could keep selling that and make royalties off of it. Every time it's sold, you can make money off of it as well. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I, I agree with Jesse. I, I, I I'm a little I'm a little skeptical of it right now. But I mean, if you were if you were a guy, a betting guy, had had some coin, extra coin to to throw around and really really play. I mean, I would play. But the- speaking of betting and Allen Iverson, I am so sick and tired of these fucking <laughs> points bet commercials. They're so stupid. <laughs> and, and, um, Sorry, I had to get that out. <laughs> so, you, so let me guess, you haven't downloaded the app yet, then I guess. The, no, I have not downloaded the app. The <laughs> interesting thing is, in six Sorry, they're, they're saying respond. that NFTs, they might be able to do NFTs for sneakers. So if they that did you can't NF- wear? Well, no, no, wear? like real. So let's say you buy, we both enter the sneaker, use the sneaker app for a pair of uh, new retro Jordans. Okay. I don't get them. You do. Yeah. You get an NFT associated with that pair of Jordans. So you can then show the provenance of these are a legit pair of Jordans. So then you can then sell them. And so what happens is I believe Nike could basically then say, hey, you know, they could almost control how often they change hands and be as a way to maybe slow down the bots that are snapping but, up all of these all these wait sneakers. a minute but do i ever end up with a pair of jordans on my feet yes yes the, there would be an nft associated with oh, a pair of shoes oh, so the nft is like a receipt of of, of sorts that in like this, in this situation if, if if nike were to do it it would be yes it would be a digital receipt that would follow the path of that shoe throughout its life. So you'd be able to see if you were like, if you were re-up at the Deptford Mall two years from now, if a kid came in and was like, here, I've got a pair of Jordans. And he's like, I, I've n- I never wore them. I want like a thousand bucks for them. The guy could pop, you know, pull it up and be like, nah, bro, like four people have owned these. So like, go kick rocks. Right. So it'll be interesting if they can, can kind of control bots or, you know, Nike could actually, I don't know, spend some of the billions of dollars they make and have a piece of software that isn't hot garbage like the sneakers app and just do it legit. And um, or I don't know, make more than five pairs of Jordans like that's a wild. It, it, and it's so well, that's crazy. why they have a billion. That's why they have billions of dollars. It's a but supply it, and demand thing. Well, no, but it's that's like right. I, I tried to get um, the University Blue Jordan ones mm-hmm. the other weekend. I I had I entered every raffle on every website. I um, used the sneaker app. Mandy used the sneaker app. Nothing but else. Up and down the board, nothing but else. And it's like, okay, so they sold out. And I get that to keep the hype up, they need to sell out. But I don't know, maybe make enough inventory that they sell out in in an hour instead of five seconds. Yeah. Or, I mean, I feel si- like this, what size are you, Jesse? Ten and a half. 
Yeah, I feel you like got, I can get you in one flight club for four fifty four. If you heard, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like the fucking bots snap them all up and they're gone. And then like true sneakerheads can't get them because it's like, oh, you want them? Well, you have to pay like five times over list for them. It's just like make a couple more pairs. If you well, make, so you got you should go buy them, buy the ones you want, and then you like wear them for a little bit, and then go flip them for something else. But flip that's them for the next shoe. Can't I enter every raffle? I use the sneaker app all the time, and I get nothing but else. The only way to, the, honestly, the only way you get sneakers anymore is you have to buy a bot, or or go on Flight Club, buy yep. the shoe for four hundred fifty four dollars. And yeah. then try to flip it in like a week or two for something else. No, yeah. man. I, I, play, like wearing, like, I like wearing my Jordans too much. Bases all pixel right. and shit. But Come that's on, but that's the but that's the game with, with sneakers now. It's and it's gotten to the point where it's almost like it's almost I'm trying this is a shitty analogy, but it's almost like when a band gets so popular and tickets go on sale for like these like they do say they do like they have their tour right but then they do like these one-off shows in these smaller venues and it's like you're not you're you're not sitting online getting tickets for that you either know someone who knows someone or you're in the right place at the right time and i feel like that's where some of these super like like there there are retro jordans out there depending on which ones you want that are easier to get than others, but it's like the ones that you're looking for, Jesse, like these super, super limited run, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, pairs with these like really like, like limited colorways that they rarely ever do. They're, you know, they're targeting a very specific audience and it's just, you're not gonna, you're not going to get that on an app or, or on a website. Like they're targeting people who, Lit, like literally live and breathe this shit. They will drive anywhere, do anything it takes, wait however long physically to get these shoes or do what John said, put up a ridiculous amount of money to then hopefully flip it for what they're looking for. Well, I mean, it's, the, it's just, it's, it's just what it is now. It's just, it's, it's insane. Well, it, it's the interesting thing is like, so did you see the um, that thing about Nike's the the lady that was the VP of yeah, Nike so, North America, the, the son yeah. that was buying all the sneakers? She was she had twenty five year. years in at Nike. She gone, she gone, because like her kid was her kid was buying thousands and thousands and thousands of pairs of shoes a, like a week and then flipping for a ton of money. Yeah, this dude was making so much money. That he had a, a massive warehouse, and it's just like when you see a picture of this kid, wheelbarrows of cash. <laughs> well, there was a picture of him sitting in his like uh, on a piece of his property with a pair of the the uh, off white Jordan fives that I tried to get and couldn't get. He's got maybe he's sitting in the middle of the pile of, of shoes. He in this picture I'm looking at, he might have a hundred pairs, mm-hmm. and it's like so this one kid through a bunch of bots got a hundred pairs. Like, or that, his mom worked at Nike, and well, and so now it's like it, it, you feel like the tide is starting to turn, where like people are starting to be like, you know, yo, fuck you, Nike, because right before that, the um that trophy room Jordan dropped the um the All Star snub Jordan, mm-hmm. and so trophy room is owned by Michael's son, mm-hmm. 
So they did a they did a supposed raffle, and you had to email them to to get into the raffle. Every time they opened it up, the emails their email server would crash. So they'd have to open it up again. They had to open up it again to to get a, a, a possible raffle ticket. Well, the very next day on Instagram, you were seeing like tons of pairs already on people's feet, and it's like, Mike, like Nike's probably got to be like calling up Jordan, being like, dude, what's your fucking kid doing? Mm-hmm. What's your kid doing? Because now we're catching heat because a shoe that his 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 shoe boutique was putting out with us has now leaked a week early, and and people are already wearing them and selling. Them. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with with all of that because like and it all ties back into basketball. Like sneaker culture is driven by basketball, and like it's starting to get to the point where it like anymore. I'm kind of like over it because. There's been a couple shoes in the last year that I've wanted to get, and I can't. I haven't been able to get them every single time. And it's like, okay, I'll take an L every once in a while, but like, when it's 95% L's, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whose TV's on in the background? Probably Bills. That's my. It's probably mine. I'm watching the pregame here. technical difficulties on the pod we apologize to all our listeners we apologize if you heard jim line them too loud uh in the background um so yeah yeah all your all your sneaker l's have kind of deflated the podcast here jesse i'm kind of like want to get bill you want to get fired up about the fills looking pretty pretty good in uh spring training yeah yeah. 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 Bill sounds real fired up. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, We're fired up. Oh, sorry, I just I was I was just in, you know enamored by that amazing sneaker conversation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Shot fired. Right. I fucking put out a cannon fired. Wow. wow. Like listen, well, listen if you if you need sneakers, Jesse, give me a shout. I'll get them for you. I know I know people. Hook you up. University Blue Jordan Fives, and I'm not paying five hundred dollars for them. What's what's your lowest price? I'll pay fifty over list on any on any pair of Nikes. Oh, all right, John, you can't make your shoes that you have in your closet smaller. You can't cut them. <laughs> Just you tape them up. Did someone feet. did someone say Phillies? Did someone yeah, say Phillies? I mean, we we got we got there two guys. Put it on. Put it on. <laughs> we Time got put two it guys on. fighting for um, who's going to be the right fielder. Who are both playing great? You've you've got um. And I sounds awesome. I guess you would probably put one like. I guess you move one of them to left or no? Because Kutch is going to play left. Bryce will be in right. So then the two guys fighting for right while Bryce is dealing with his back. I guess they'll one of them will go to center field. I have a, I mean, they finally have enough good players that they might actually be able to trade somebody and and get value back. And then you look at how crazy it is their pitching staff now. They went from having one of the worst staffs in baseball that with the, with no guys that have any gas to dudes like tons of dudes that just throw nothing but heat with movement, and they're making guys look. Tear. I mean, granted, it's spring training, and 
you know, it, well, it the Blue Jays the, just kicked him in the dick nine to three. But, I mean, you, you can't know. win every game, but I mean, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They have ten pitchers right now in spring training with an ERA of zero. Now, granted, some of them haven't pitched a ton of innings. Some of them have only faced a batter, but a lot of these guys, you know, uh, like uh, Ramon Rosso has pitched five innings with no ERA. So, so, I mean, he's looking great. Zach Eflin has pitched a ton of innings with with an ERA of zero, like, it's so crazy how you get a general manager in here who knows what he's doing and uh, they're bringing young guys up like Adonis Medina is up with the, is up with the big club right now in spring training. Like that's something that, that that fucking nerd GM we had last year would never have done. Like <laughs> fucking too nerd. busy, too busy buying NFTs, not <laughs> managing the, 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 his baseball club. Yeah. Yeah. Pissing me and and uh, another guy, uh, Jose Alvarado. Like that dude's got ten fucking strikeouts already this this uh, this year. So, like we have a lot of guys that throw real hard with a ton of movement. We have a bunch of guys with big strikeout numbers. Uh, and Yeldel Los Santos has a lot of strikeouts. Here's some stuff that Mitch Mitch uh, Mitch called into one of our colleague shows on uh, can't name drop for licensing reasons, but. Our buddy Mitch, and I guess baseball's really weighing some some pretty some pretty big changes. And I thought about it over the day, and I I, I think I'm really against them. When I wasn't sure at first, but I guess they're really weighing removing umpires behind home plate and putting a computer system in for balls and strikes. I'd love Good. it. Good. And, I, and the argument is like they did random samples on uh, umpires last year, and they said Joe West. Like they call it because he's a high profile guy, made 56 calls that cost the team the outcome of the game. And they won't say win or loss, but they're alluding to in the seventh inning on calls that were severe enough. To, so they're talking about how, like, how come in baseball, when the game was literally played with statistics and analytics, when everything is down to the microsecond, why wouldn't you have a universal strike zone? Because that's what the argument is, is some days when you get a guy who's Given given the low outside corner of the first training, but now he's given the highest. It's like it's frustrating for pitchers and catchers. And but the other side is, is it takes away the human element, which has always been part of the game. The umpire coming out yelling, you know, coach yelling at the mat, you know, players yelling at the umpire and this and that. So at first I kind of was like, yeah, it makes sense. But then part of me is just like, that's just part of baseball. Why make it's just why it makes baseball baseball because there always is like a bit of controversy sometimes on shit like that. Like that one play, Jesse, years ago when the guy in Detroit called the guy safe and he was out by a full step and a no-hitter in the ninth with like two outs or one out. And it was like clear. I mean, like the, like that's one of the plays that brought re- instant replay in was like you can't miss that, like a full step. It wasn't like that. It was like, and, and I guess, but that's kind of part of baseball, like that controversy. And I feel like, you know, getting rid of umpires just really – uh, well, and I, I think the other thing is like these dickhead umpires that would get into a, you know, an argument with a player balls and strikes in the second inning and throws them out. And you're no, like, bro, the reality too. It's the injections. Like they brought that up as well. It's a good point that, you know, these umpires anymore seem to be quick with ejections. 
than they did because like back they were saying like in the 80s and 90s i think it was 80s they talked about like every decade since then it's gone up drastically the percentage of players getting thrown out and including star players where back in the day you know you paid a ticket to see ryan howard or you know bryce harper we don't pay to see you know joe rest throw him out in the third inning for arguing a strike three that should he argue no but it's part of the game and we paid to see Bryce Harper. We didn't pay to see you call balls and strikes. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's one of the people, you know, that's one of the arguments people forward are saying it's, you know, you, you, you lose that loss of a player due to an umpire. And, you know, cause people say who want to do it, say, you know, we're humans. If you don't think guys don't carry grudges, they, it's like, yeah, they do. But that makes it fun. Cause it's like, Oh, he's behind the home plate today. Oh, it's Humphrey. He, Oh, he fucking hates from you. tell. And, like, you kind of wait for the fireworks to come, and then you hear, like, I don't know. I know for the game purposes it makes sense to do it, but I thought about it this afternoon after I heard it, and I would err on the side of I don't want it to change, but you guys can weigh in on your opinions if you'd like. I get those. Nah, that's, an inter- that's an interesting take, Bill. I mean, because my initial reaction, you know, when you guys first brought it up was good. Like, get them the fuck out of there. Let's, like, let's and make it more accurate. A little bit. Yeah. You know, bit. but but like the purest side, you know, and the the you kind of you kind of welcome the human element to the game. You don't want the human. There's something about the human element that makes it unpredictable. And, and exactly in the world we know. live with, everything going so like technology driven, it's like nice to have a sport that's like <clears throat> hey, maybe the best team didn't win today because of a bad call. But it's like what are you gonna do? It's baseball. Yep. <laughs> it's kinda, I don't know. That's so baseball, that baby. I think what? taking out the taking out the human element is a terrible idea. One hundred percent. But also, there's you can you can just get better umpires and hold them accountable. Like That's the other thing too, it's like they let these guys say Joe West is like in his sixties. It's like if he's in his sixties and sucked, get rid of him. You tell me there aren't guys in their thirties. Or, or do you do that? Or do you do this now? I mean, it, it, there's instant replay for whether a guy is safe or out, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, what if you give what, what yeah. if you give each manager like two times a game? If there's a controversial ball or strike, they can they can call to like the computer. Then they can they can they can they can have like a review and the robot you like know will t- basically exactly yeah challenge yeah. yeah and and they brought that up, but one of the things spearheading this is um like pace of, the number. pace of the game the pace yeah, of the game because- and shit. With millennials, like viewerships down, like I saw some shit like over like sixty percent with people under the age of twenty five, and they're afraid that the game's just boring to kids basically now that don't you know have because NBA and NFL and even soccer to an extent um, and hockey are just more like just you know well it's, it's constant motion it's, it's it is or baseball is kind of just you go you watch it you drink some beers eat some hot dog like. It's you walk around the ballpark. Yeah, you know, like you, not in, like you like you can miss a half inning or an inning or two, and the world's not over probably. <laughs> like yeah. you know, or you can football. miss a half inning and not miss anything. Exactly, like, it's kind of like more of a leisure sport to watch. So yeah, why well, fuck that up? Like why change that? Like, but again, it's it's all of this is coming about because the umpires have gotten progressively worse and worse and worse, and they're just like whatever. We don't give fuck you. You have yeah. a problem with us? Fuck you! Like that's that's the problem. Like every time it's a, it's brought up to them, the the umpires the the umpires union is just like, nah, fuck you, and that's the end of the discussion. They're never willing to be like, you know what? You're right. Maybe we need to 
take these eight guys and, and uh, you know, send them back to the minors and bring up some younger umpires. There's, it, there's never any of that. There's never a man, you know, Cowboy really shouldn't have thrown that guy out. We're really sorry. We're going to, there's never that. So the, the umpires are never held accountable. So it's just like when, you know, the Cowboy Joe West of the world and Angel and all of those terrible umpires. No, and and I think that's what's changed. You're right. Because it's like, I remember back in the day, like Schmidt and all those guys, Croc, Dalton. I mean, they would jaw out a ref. And like, it. I mean, umpire. And it would have to be like the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning to get tossed. Because like nowadays, it's like one at bat where I remember watching a game a year or two ago. I think it might have been Bryce. um, I think it might have been Bryce, the first year as a Philly. He said something like on the way back to the dugout, like, fuck you or something. He got thrown out in the first inning. And it was like, I remember that. I remember that. Like, are you kidding me? It's the first fucking inning. Yeah, he told you to go fuck yourself. And I get it. Like, whatever. But it's like, it's Bryce Hart. Like, what are you doing? It's like, and I feel like that's where you're right, Jesse. They lost touch. It's like, we're here to see those guys, not you. Like, I get it if he hammers you for two, three, four bats, get out of here. But I'm sorry. You're kind of paid to get abused. It's how it is. Like, I don't know. Like, that's kind of where, like, I agree. It's like, these guys need to fucking toughen up. Fucking just, you know, sack up and, like, this is baseball, man. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. Just crying, sir. Listen, Jimmy, let me get a little advice. Treat these players like you treat your mother. Ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? And then the other things they're talking about with the with the split, too. Or not the split, the shift. Yeah, the, yeah, outlawing it, which is so fucking stupid. And Mitch brought that up, and I fucking – I wish I had that on, on thing – I mean, it's so crazy because I was talking to another buddy about how I haven't heard Mitch Williams in years. Like, did he get like just disappeared or canceled out and, and I missed it or something? But he he called in to a couple shows today and he was like, classic Mitch. He's like, that's the stupidest effing idea I've ever heard. He's like, if a guy pulls the ball eight out of ten times, why the hell wouldn't you put your guys on that side of the field? It's just smart baseball. And he's like, the real issue is, is all these hitting coaches teach kids about like, the new batters about angle velocity of the bat and all this bullshit he's like you know teach a hitter how to hit the ball take an outside pitch to right field instead of like trying to always you know hit to there it's like it's 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 just so crazy how like the, you know the game changes but like it doesn't and it's just the human element is, is screwing it up a little bit on the player end but i don't know it's just funny that like baseball seems to be its own worst enemy a little bit like i don't know it's it's like they need another steroid error. They need another another sixty-five home runs. I would love oh, it. Nice. I, I would love it. They need that. They need they need like Bryce Harper and you know I, I'm trying to think like who right who's a bomber right now. Paul Goldschmidt and like some of these guys just to like go on a homer stretch. Oh, that guy Pete Alonso for the Mets. He could do it. Have like a you know, couple guys hitting fifty-five homers. I mean that was so exciting. The the McGuire. And so so watch on Sports Center when they would fucking just oh, yeah. crank them out, dude. Crank them out. Oh, so fun. Just just let everybody juice then, I guess, huh? Well, yeah, I mean it helped the game once. It's listen, you know, it's it's you know, it's did you, did you, I don't see I don't see how that's a good thing. Bill, do you see they changed the ball? Yeah, no, they're making it more like they're making it hard, like denser, so it, it goes out of the park because they, they want yeah. more runs. Like well, no, it's, didn't they? It's, didn't they do that? A few, they did that no, a few years ago. It's the other way. They're, they're so um, they sent them a memo to all teams. So they they found that the, they independently tested this new ball, and it will fly one to two feet shorter 
on anything hit over 375 feet, the way that they're winding the ball. Um, so the ball had less drag on it. So when guys really got a hang, a hold of one, it just, it was gone. So all of the balls, um, I guess they dead it. They basically deadened the ball by making the, the, the winding around the core looser. So the ball absorbs the impact a little bit. And, um, they even knocked the weight down slightly. So yeah, the, um, the so ball, the wind, so on a windy day, it'll kind of like it'll get caught up in the wind it, and shit. Yeah, it could do that. And but yeah, so um, the the ball will not be traveling as far this year. So they say because they're going to let players cork the bats now. They're not going to check for corks. I remember, I remember back in the day when guys would break their bats with cork and you'd see the cork in it. And like. Oh shit! Like I, I I, the one White Sox player got caught in a game. He like hit a foul ball. And he got thrown out of the game. And he was just like, "What?" And they they kept showing it, like the middle of the bat being milled out and shit. It's funny, but now nah, I mean, I, I was kind of kidding about the steroids, kind of not, but kind of kidding that. Uh, well, I think what you're trying to say, Bill, is is it needs baseball needs some juice, like not juice, not, juice, not literal, not steroid juice, but it needs a. It, pardon the pun, a shot in the arm, you know? I, well, mean, I think it just lacks, like, like super superstars. Like, Bryce Harper was kind of on that trajectory, but you got to win, like, and it, it's kind of one of those things where, like, the best player doesn't make the playoffs ever. Like, uh, fuck, Mike Trout. Mike Trout's best player doesn't make the playoffs. Like, well, the, the and it's other- like, it's not good for the league when, you, when your stars, Bryce Harper, him, like Pete Alonzo, all these young guys, you know, the, the Mets pitching staff, like, well, he's stuck in like a bad. He's he's stuck stuck in kind of like a, a bad market. He no, know? he is. But I mean, he's loyal to the team because I mean, who who wouldn't want to play baseball in California in the summer and then come back? Like it's I don't blame Southern like, California. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking great. Well, the 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 interesting thing is, is that the league is so bad at promote, promoting its own stars. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the only league worse is the NHL. No, I I would agree. And one thing yeah. I will say. That hurts baseball a little bit. Is that of the four major sports, it's considered the most regionalized. To where, like on a on a given night, like if the Sixers weren't playing tonight, you know, for basketball, I like John and you and Matt would would watch, you know, the Lakers play the Clippers. You know, you'd watch the Nets play the Bucks, maybe. You know, because it's a good game. Where sure. baseball, you know, if the Astros are, are are playing the A's, two first place teams, you know. People don't really watch. Like it's a very regional sport still. Like there's not mass appeal. Like the Yankees obviously draw the Dodgers and the. I mean, there's a handful of teams, but that basically, basically, because they have big markets, and a lot of the people that lived in there live across the country. So it's like it. It just it hasn't been able to really like nationalize. And I think it's just another thing too. I think it's the talent drain. It's like half the league doesn't even. And that's the other thing too, Jesse, with like being relatable to stars. They were saying like. When Puig was hot, they didn't interview him because he couldn't speak English. Yeah, so it's yeah. hard to like interview. It's hard, guys. To rela- it's hard to relate to these guys. Like Miguel Cabrera for a lot of years wouldn't do interviews. Manny Ramirez for a lot of years back in the day, people forget when he would hit home runs, he would like come back and get home post game and like you could YouTube him. He'd just be like, yeah, smiling and like nodding yeah. his head because you know, <laughs> he didn't fucking talk. You know, got Chris Berman coming out. What a shot! He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See Red Sox. It's just like okay. You know, but it's so I think, you know, I think baseball has some hurdles for sure. And 
And just the fact that NBA and NFL are just growing every year in popularity. I feel like this whole baseball superstar thing kind of took a, a, a real hit when like big poppy retired. Like, I feel like he was one of the last like faces of the league that everyone knew. And he represented what, just what you're saying, Bill is like he had personality like him. You had guys like Pedro guys who's like just big personalities that were like shit talkers. Like now you got Bryce Harper and Mike, Mike Trout and guys like Chris, you know, guys like that, Chris Bryan. And like, they're, they're just like quiet. They're just like, and, and again, it's not a bad thing to be a good person and whatever, but I don't know. I feel like the league just kind of lacks like any like shock value from any superstars. But to Jesse's point too, it's like shame on the league for not taking initiative and, and using, you know, their, their, their stardom to the league's advantage and, and do a better job promoting your product. You know? I agree. No, I think, you know, I think the current commissioner, Rob Manford, I think he's terrible. I think he's fucking doing a terrible job. He has done a terrible job. Like from every, I mean, every time he opens his mouth, it's a fucking de- debacle. Oh, who cares? It's only a trophy. What? The world series trophy is only a fucking trophy. It's not a big deal. Like this guy's a fucking ass clown. Like the commissioner is literally an ass clown. And I think until he's out of there, it's just going to continue to go downward. Like he's probably like the opposite of Goodell, <laughs> like literally of like being successful and like growing your league. Like he took over and baseball was in a tough spot, but he's done nothing to jumpstart it. I, like I, I got to think these guys got to get him out of there at some point because he's a fucking he's a train wreck from day yeah, one. And like, I, don't, I don't know what he's done good. Like, I don't think he's done anything. Even- you know, because they kept talking about the DH, and it's still not in. And now, granted, I think the DH should go away completely, but it's like it shouldn't be in one league and not in the other. It's stupid. So it's either like, all right, bring the National League up or take away the American League's crotch and let's play baseball. It's stupid. And like, well, Jesse, we agree on one thing. What's that, John? Do you want the DH or do you not want the DH? I, I agree. It either should be one way or no way. Right. I say give it to both. Just well, like the Bills point, like we want more we more hitting, man. More hitting, more home runs, more entertainment. I feel like you'll capture, you know, you'll you'll keep butts in the seats. You'll keep people tuning in. I mean, that was that was basically one of the big reasons, one of the well, not big reasons, but one of those small things that the Yankees had over the Phillies in that that World Series was like they had a true DH. Yeah, Matsui destroyed us. Matsui raked us. It was unbelievable. That was so devastating. And that pussy Alex Rodriguez home run that went to the first row in right field, that three run homer in Game Two makes me want to vomit. Makes me want to vomit with that short porch. Disgusting. And and it's. You know, when you play in the American League and you play all those games, you have to just you have to be able to justify having a DH and you can justify having a, a guy making 15, 20 million dollars as a DH. But no National League team can can do that. And like that was one of the you know, that was one of the, the small little advantages the Yankees had. And that was probably one of the things that put them over the top on on the fills and and was one of the reasons that they won that World Series on us. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Disgusting. Unbelievable. Yeah, speaking of unbelievable, how about them uh, how, how about them boys on Broad Street making moves, making moves since our last uh, com- since our last convo. Big time moves. 
Big moves. Showing up that QB room. Some better experience. <laughs> Leadership. Well, at least it's not <laughs> Nate Sudfeld, right? I mean, the the one good thing is that that basically means that um they're probably gonna go best player on the on the board now. You don't have to worry about any more of this quarterback nonsense. Maybe they trade back, but I don't know because now they're saying like Waddle's moving up draft boards and and Sertan's moving up draft boards. So like all of these guys that that you know you were saying oh well the Eagles might be able to move back two or three picks and still get it's like now they might not be able to get those guys. I and, think my, my and I could be wrong, but my my feeling with Howie and this is his total feeling is he has two guys that he's targeting at six, maybe either Pitts and Chase, and if they're not there, he's trading back. I think I think he's going to have two guys, and it could be maybe maybe somebody else. Maybe it's that lineman Sewell. If he's not there, it's like I think Howie's going to have like two guys, maybe three, and if they're not there, he trades back to like nine or ten, like eight or nine at least, because the Panthers might want a quarterback. Same with the Broncos, because I think. But you're right though, Jesse, because at seven, the Lions are going to go Waddle or Smith, probably yeah. Waddle. I because you know I Smith. I'm seeing Smith out of the top fifteen now. Because he weighed in at 170, he wouldn't run the 40, and a lot of teams wanted him to one, run the 40 at pro day. He's not going to do it. Um, you know, I I don't know I don't know if he's going top 10 anymore. And again, not the end of the world, but well. And then did you see um, talking about good teammates? What uh, Najee Harris did? Yeah, he drove like nine hours to see his buddies at their pro day. Yep. Drove, jumped in his car. You do that kind of shit. You're young. You got energy. It's like, I'm going to be a millionaire in a, in a month. I'm going to be a multimillionaire. I'm going to go on a car ride. Get, go down. Go and see my buddies. And and cheered them on. And, and they said a couple of the guys had great days. So, I mean, but I, I don't get the soul thing because, like, you keep hearing that, you know, they say he's the, the next Joe Thomas or whatever. And, and that's great. But last time I checked, you don't play three, lo- three left tackles. No, you I mean, one. I'm not saying that, but I just know how – how he, you know, you know, views, you know, he went in the trenches. That's what he learned from Joe Banner and Andy. Yeah, but you've got, hard. you've got, um, Nate Herbig looks like he's going to be a, could be able to take a guard spot. You've got Brandon Brooks. You've got, uh, you've got, um, Isaac, you've got Lane Johnson just restructured his contract. So those guys can't go anywhere. So you've got left tackles open. But Lane hasn't played more than what, like five games in a season in three years. Yeah, but your GM redid his deal again, so he's not going anywhere. No, I know, but maybe they're thinking that he ain't gonna do well. And if you get Sewell, maybe you bump Lane down to guard. You know, maybe it's kind of one yeah, of those things. Then where I'm, do you? I'm put... talking out loud. That I saw a thing that works. No, and I and I, I don't know if it passed, but supposedly team called about Brandon Brooks, and we like we're listening to offers. And I don't know if that's going to change on draft night between now and then, but. Apparently we're not, you know, sold on Brooks being here potentially. Well, no, it's, it's, he's the one, he's the one guy that might be able to bring you. This is what I mean. So now, you know, there's a whole guard again, potentially. I mean, if you don't like Herberg or that kid, Driscoll from, from Auburn. I mean, I agree. I wouldn't want us to see line, but there's no real D there's no real D lineman or edge rusher. That's a top 10 this year from what I'm seeing. Obviously there's, there's, there's not, it's, so that and that just leaves the line where like if Chase and Pitts are gone, dude, and they don't want to go quarterback, I, 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 you know, they might go best player available, and that might be like a soul, dude. That's what I'm I, saying. I don't see how 
one of them will be there because you keep hearing all this noise that three or four quarterbacks are going to go in the top five picks. That's the reason. I mean, if four quarterbacks go, great, but I wouldn't be shocked if only two go. And even if three go, that means two players are going to go before us, and I guarantee that's probably going to be Pitts and Chase. going like Because now I'm seeing the Dolphins all day are going Chase, supposedly, and unless they trade that pick to somebody else, that's what I'm seeing sometimes, too, that the Falcons trade up to that spot to get Fields and then somebody chases the Dolphins at four, like I saw the Panthers, to get Trey Lance. And that's how we got picked in the Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah draft. Yeah, well, and, and then, you know, don't don't forget that, like, the, the Bengals aren't going to take. Now I'm seeing that they, 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 they scouted pitch, too. Now I'm saying that they, they like their receiver situation and, and it's going to be like Sewell or Pitts with them, too, now on a couple things. Dude, I'm telling you, the guys we want, I'm just so nervous because it's like now we're so close to the elite elite and we're still like just a hair away maybe 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 I, not maybe you're right we get four quarterbacks and if if i'm if i'm joe burrow after my leg just got exploded because my line didn't block for me and i'm just hanging out on draft night still you know rehabbing my fucked up knee and i hear any name that's not penny sewell i would be calling my agent be like get me the fuck out call howie come to philly like yeah, yeah. We got you, Joe Flacco for a trade back. Joe, Joe Burrow, Flacco. Joe Flacco. Flip it up. But, like, <laughs> you, you just, he was your number sounds, sounds fair. And he looked great till he got hurt. And he got hurt because your line didn't block. It, it's like, uh, was it Orlovsky today? It was like, you, you, if you go Sewell in that spot, you're basically doing the best thing you can for your quarterback for the next 10 years. Well, I mean, I agree. I mean, they got Higgins and Boyd. And Alden Tate, and they got uh, Mixon locked up. And I agree, it, it don't matter your weapons if you can't block. I just, I feel like Pitts is becoming that shiny toy that teams are going to be like, oh God, you know. I, and again, I do. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we're sitting there at six, kind of like last year, dudes, with Jefferson, like yes. And Pitts is sitting there, or Chase is sitting there, and we hear like Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech, and it's speed, 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 dude. And so it's like, here we go. So. Yeah, I, I I can't wait for us to draft a an ACC corner that um had one good year and has been hurt. Like that's that has Howie Roseman written all fucking over. I him. Just, I, he I just, just got um he just had to do something to his back too. I did today. I I read he uh, he had some something to do with his back, I believe, and so he's not going to be ready for. Uh, he's not doing his pro day or something. I saw. So that's two major injuries. Yeah, and Howie won't sign that. He's I played one Howie, year of college ball. You I don't know, think that's, I do the injury bug thing either. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I, I agree. I think he'd go a lot of ways. I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I guess I'm like everybody else. I'm just excited. I wish it was, you know, and the April's kind of here to see what way, what way we go. Just, I mean, if, if I'm the Eagles, I go Chase, Pitts, or, or Sertan, like, or, or maybe trade back a slaughter. You don't, I was going to say you yeah. don't trade back, Jesse. No, because because Chase and Pitts are and Chase Pitts and Sertan are so good. If they're there, yeah, they're they're the two names that I keep hearing. I like, agree, and it's back and forth, can. back and forth. Uh, but I like think it's like on the hour, like they just keep talking. It's like I mean, what, the rumors what, what, just. What did I think we're at that point in the in the time frame before yeah. the draft. It's like it, it, guys are just I don't know. 
Like, but last year they they're had struggling to talk in, about it. They had us locked in at Jefferson at 21, and we could have had them. I mean, yeah. a lot of the box had yeah. us. So I mean, when when Pitts, like, I was kind of like, all right, if we take Pitts, I won't be mad, but I'd rather have Chase or Smith. And then you see, like, you saw his, like, I watch a lot of tape on him, and you're like, all right, he can play, he can ball, but like, he's a big dude. He's what six six. Six five six six, and then you see a six five six six guy with his moves run a four four. You know it was hand timed four four, but like that's that's fast. That's that's you know, he's fast. A he's a weapon. I mean, it'd be one and, of the high tight end picks, and like I think ever or close to it, or one of the highest at you six. Can't, so. you can, I would like him too, but you can't take him until you figure out the Zach Ertz thing. No, I agree with that though, John. That's a huge issue. Or yeah, if, I mean, you're not going to draft him if you're going to bring Zach Ertz back here. Well, no, like the that decision will be you probably Zach Ertz will be a, a draft day to, a draft day trade. Would you think? Or Maybe. Would you, what happens, Sean? Too. What if nope. we keep Zach and trade Goddard in draft picks? Goddard has some value. One year left on a rookie deal. Could Goddard bring you a second round, third round pick? Maybe. I mean, if if they if they let Zach Ertz seek a trade. And he still hasn't been traded. And to your point, like you do it on draft day. First of all, that rarely happens. I yeah, mean, I think it didn't draft. I think just like maybe a couple of days, even just to make sure they have their draft board set. But right. you know, like, and if he's going to get traded on draft day, he's not. They're not trading him for a third. You know what I mean? He's getting traded for something less than that. Yeah. No. Yeah. He'll be like a fifth or sixth at the best on draft day. I agree. That's like, please somebody. I don't want to cut him, but that's what I mean. No, and then if, if you go ahead and you draft Pitts at six, well, forget his trade value. Yes. Well, no. So that's the thing. So right? you're you're it, you kind of you kind of want to make that decision beforehand, but you know you have to you know want a team to sort of make a deal. Buffalo's out on him now, from what I understand, what I keep reading. Um, I, you know, I don't know where else he could fit. To be honest, I so. think in the NFL though, the reality is and. And and I don't and, and believe me, I really do. I'm a fan. Do appreciate Zach, and I'm a fan. I, I kid a lot about him, but I he he's truly an eagle. Um, I think the reality, which is scary with Zach, is that players sometimes just dip off that quick. And I feel like with the fact that nobody's biting, teams know he's cooked. Like you don't go from being. But he's endured some serious injuries. I, well, that's I mean, he's he's, had had some he's also bad. had one like one bad year. But, dude, but then why wouldn't somebody want a guy that – I mean, teams paid more money for Austin Hooper. Teams paid more money for Kyle Rudolph. Like, tell me Zach Harris isn't is better than those guys. Like, the league talks, and that's what they, I, I wanted to get to. It's like if Zach Harris was still Zach Gertz, like, he would have been snatched up that first week of free agency. Like, forget yeah. it. Forget it. Like, I'm not trying to say first-round pick, but it would have been, like, a third – you know, something that would have been like, okay, let's, let's pull the trigger. Let's go. I think – because, I mean, I think the reality is, though – some, I mean, look at, I mean, again, running backs isn't tight end exactly, but look at like even like Brent Stelic or like even like say DeMarco Murray, he went from being a 2,000 yard rusher close to, to to dog shit. I know running backs are a little different, but football just some guys just get cooked quick. And I feel like, like you said, Matt, some devastating injuries he's had. I feel like, yeah, last year was a bad year statistically, and you know, he played through an injury, but. Man, nah. I mean, we're not talking high ankle sprains here. I mean, he's, at, he's dude, had some. I mean, he got concussed in the Seahawks game in the playoffs, or the no, no, or the I game mean, before that. So, I mean, that, that's fair. But then, like, and then last year he tore, he, 
he broke his ankle. But like other than those two injuries, he's been a he's been an Iron Man. Had a lacerated no, I, spleen, I, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what I mean. That, well, that's what I mean. Like that 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 game, the the to get into the playoffs, he and he played through that game, I believe. Right, that's correct. Like, but but I mean, right. other than those two, that 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 end of last year injury and then this year's injury, he really has been a healthy player. He is, but I don't think it's his health. I think it's his drop off in play. I think that's, I think, yes, he played through injuries last year and I agree, but guys who are elite don't dip that much. And I know Carson did not play well. And then Jalen came in and played very erratic, but I mean, again, not apples to apples due to position, but Deshaun Watson still has trade value right now. And he has 20 some sexual allegation against him. I was going to say, if he can stay out of the, out of the clink. Point being yeah. is when you're a superstar or elite position player or even really good, look at Antonio Brown. I mean, you, you, like, you, you put up with it. And, and not that Zach's like a character guy. Big. I mean, he's a great guy. But I think the reality is it's, you know, it's his play just was like, I mean, we watched him last year. Just he didn't look like Zach. And I get it. It could be one bad year. But I feel like these league guys know. And it's just like, like we said, dude. If he's still a top five tight end, man, I don't see why somebody want to pay him eight million dollars when they're paying Janu Smith eleven million dollars. Well, that's a poker game, Bill. You know, you know that's a poker game. Why, why give you a third today to to definitely get him when you can give him get a wait and give him a six when they go and they're going to draft the guy that replaces him? Because you really want him on your team. You don't want a chance. Right, but why give up a third now when you can give up a six later? I'd rather give the six later and get the guy. So you're, but but you're under the illusion that you know, just say pick, you know, pick a team. Say Seattle. You're saying only Seattle wants him, but maybe San Fran wants him. Maybe Miami wants him too. So now, if you're Seattle and you really want this guy, are you saying Zach Ertz, who's a, has had 90 plus catches multiple multiple years and three of the last five years? He's not worth a third round pick now. Instead, we're going to chance and roll our dice another month from now. And if he's still there, we'll get up a six. Like, I'm sorry, in my opinion, yeah, well. if he had trade value, he would be traded still. And I think the reality is, is teams aren't calling our bluff because they know they have to cut him. They're calling our bluff because he's just not worth it. Like, they're going to cut him and he's going to get a league minimum deal, maybe a little above it because he's, 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 he's a risk. He's not going to get cut. He'll, he'll play. If he doesn't play, and he just he doesn't get paid. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, the Eagles Eagles are over the cap right now, and they have to clear twelve million in space still before they can draft anybody. So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I know they can make more moves with obviously restructuring and shit, but it's like they kind of went through that train already. We don't have any really more high priced players on the team. Well, so. not just that. We're up to almost twenty contracts at this point that have dummy years on them after the players term ends like so i feel like guys like fletcher cox and zach could be gone like a week before the draft like even fly i, I throw fletch in that conversation i mean nah, i mean guys like uh Derek barnett are gonna get Derek barnett barnett um, just they gave barnett a guaranteed 10 million dollar yeah, deal yeah we, we, yeah 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 we're giving him 10 million he's back so like we can't cut him now we just signed him recently so i i don't know where else we can cut i mean i get to brandon brooks goes that would be a big, big, I, I think, I don't know. Yeah, but it's the way that the, like, I was listening to one of the podcasts, like, the way that Howie did all of these, like, it's gotten to the point where he's mismanaged the salary cap so poorly that 
in the next year or two, we're going to have so many of these deals coming up constantly. Like we're going to need cap. We're going to need cap. We're going to need cap. And there is going to be no more. Like he has maxed out every credit card. They're all maxed out. They all, the bills have to come. The bills are coming and we don't have the money to pay them because he's keeps spending it. And that's the problem. Like there's so many dummy years on all of these contracts that they're running out of deals to, to redo. And eventually they're, they're, they've shot themselves in the foot now where, you know, we're, we're not going to have any real cap relief unless the cap goes up massively. Ooh, Woj bomb, Woj bomb. Oh God. Sixers related. Sixers have shown interest in other guards available in the marketplace. Brogdon, including Powell, big baller brands, Lonzo ball. I want Lonzo bad. And George Hill. Uh, I want Lonzo. I want Lonzo bad. Lonzo and Ben Simmons together. I would like to see that. Raptors are discussing Kyle Lowry and Norman Powell deals on multiple fronts. And those talks are expected to extend into Wednesday and perhaps even Thursday. Philadelphia and Miami are interested in Lowry, but both have shown restraint in how far they'll go to get a deal to our guy breaking on a Woj bomb. Shout out to Adrian Wojnarowski. Respect. Love those bombs. <coughs> Woj bombers. Um, yeah, I, think I mean, the biggest, I, think I, think they, the, I think the next 24 hours are going to heat up for our 76ers here. Yeah, they'll do something. I mean, we'll, we'll get a bench piece. I, like, I keep an eye on, too, like Terrence Ross and Evan Fournay on the Magic. Good scorers off the bench. Like, I think those are kind of moves that, but, that we can make under the radar, like a George Hill, but... Lonzo, to me, I've been pushing for that for weeks. Like his game's really grown on me. He shoots a lot of threes now. He has, like he's not afraid to, and he makes them at a decent clip. I think him and Ben on the court together would be fucking one fun to watch. They both play defense. They both can dribble. Like I like to see it's, that man. I would it's love a shame it. what happened to the young uh, ball brother. Yeah, he could play a couple days ago. He was having a good year too, man. He was on. He was like on pace for rookie of the year. And oh, for sure. No, Jordan. I mean, Jordan said he was really impressed with his practice met, like you know, ethic and shit like that. So, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely, you know, a side complete side note. And I don't even. I guess I, I, I know this is another side note podcast. It's not Woj bomb. I just saw a thing. Uh, you know, you're familiar with uh, Nicole Dvorak, the tennis player, the real guy who wins 18 Grand Slams. Yeah, the, the real tall, thin German dude. Uh huh. Jokic. Yeah, you have to talk Jokic. Jokic, I'm sorry, Jokic. Uh, they, they just found out a girl was um, solicited by an uh, undisclosed person that said to be a lawyer to pay her $70,000 to have an affair with him and film it because he's a happily married man and that he would give her 70000 up front and half a million after they got a few million out of him in extortion. Said she felt so bad she went to the police about it. Wow. Huh. So. That's pretty, uh, again, you know, hopefully he would have said no being a happily married man, you know, to the advances. But she said that she was approached by somebody and said yes at first, but then thought about it and felt guilty that, you know, he's supposedly, supposedly a good dude. Like, why? And, I, and you know, so I guess makes you wonder, like, is Deshaun really a POS or dude, is it? Like, it, this is either, this is either the mother of all shakedowns. Right. Or he's an utter, or he's another piece of garbage because it's like one girl. I didn't read too much. I knew if I saw the one, one of the newer girls said she made, he made her, he he made her give her oral sex, and then you know, then supposedly a week later she wanted thirty thousand dollars. He told her no, 
And then that's when, like, she got, so it's like, how many is this, like, girls being, bi- I don't know, just, like, you never want to see like a dick and be like, oh, whatever, but it's just crazy. Like, you, you only hear this guy's an amazing guy. And then, it's, and then, you know, now he's dick tapping chicks. It's or like, it just, it just conveniently is all coming out after he's like refusing to play for his team. That's what I said earlier that like the Texans want to make him poison then say, listen, we'll bring you back. Welcome you with open arms. We don't care about all your negative stuff. We love you. We have your back. Cause they did say the lawyer, the Busby guy at one point was Cal McNair, the owner's neighbor, like 20 years ago, they were neighbors. Well, so they like, know we well, no, Bill. So, like, they're neighbors, but like the development that they live no, in. I get it. You know, it's not like me and my neighbor. It's you know, he, you know, he's you know, a quarter mile away on his property in his mansion. But those kind of coincidences, coincidences dude, are just too. Well, like, so the 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 lawyer apparently, because um, he was asked about him, he's like, I don't know McNair. I've never met any of the McNairs. I couldn't pick them out in a photo if you asked me to, but. I mean, there's what, like 15, 20 different women now? Like 22 that I saw, but only 14 charges. But 22 have come forward and they're still filing like ones as every and day. Like it, at some point, the NFL's got to be like, all right. It's crazy. Like, because now they're saying they're bringing them to the Houston DA to see if there's going to be criminal charges fi- filed as well. Like, if there's enough evidence. And supposedly, this dude's, got, this dude's got screenshots apparently of text messages. And it's just like, if if he sent texts to these girls, it's over. He's done. Well, I guess he does because he flies them in, like, for massages and shit. Like, so it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, you get that it probably happened. And, again, I'm not trying to say whatever. Take a side. I don't know anything about really detail. So it's hard to say. But it's like you're in a tough spot when you acknowledge, yes, I flew them in from Atlanta or Alaska. It's like, woof. All right. Well, that's kind of a big step. <laughs> like, I've never met this person. And like somebody was trying to say, like, I get it if they were like a known, oh, this person massages Usain Bolt. So you want to hire her. It's like they weren't like high end referrals. It was like, oh, a so-and-so from Alaska. <laughs> they're, they're basically really hot chicks on Instagram that do yeah. massages. And he's like, oh. OK, that's the girl I want. And it's like. But, and, you know, but they go there willingly. Like, I'm sure he paid for the airfare and all that shit. But it's just like you yeah, think he's going to hang out and, and, eat, and eat in and out burgers. Like, but I mean, that, I would, you don't, you know, pull your, pull your peen out and start chasing them around the room. Like, I agree that, you know, that's at least after you have some wings, it's like, listen, you know, yeah. like, so, but I mean, savage. And it's for, like, for the record, we don't condemn sexual assault here on forfeit podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're not pulling our peens. We're not pulling so our peens out on the podcast. Um, just be, but, how about just, like, how about just being a good, normal human being and being respectful? Yeah, that? that's I right. Mean, right there. So, there's so, our there's our public service announcement for like the, for the episode. They're, and they're still saying they're still saying that Watson the potential deal for Watson would be greater than the deal that the Seahawks turned down, which was what three first round picks and like two players. Yeah, the 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 Bears apparently didn't really want to give up the, the players and like that. There's speculation that they didn't offer the players they said, but the picks were real. But again. You're going to be a good team. So who wants pick between 20 and 30? Like, you're yeah. not a top 10 pick team. But the, and the wild thing with me is, especially in this town, some of the some of the people in the media that were pushing this, oh, we need to go we need to go all in on Watson. And and this is, you know, irregardless of the, the whole him being a creep, it's like this dude has missed more games than that ginger fuck that we used to have. There it is. Ooh. Wow. Venom. And, it, and it's like wow. Jesse talking. And it's not only 
has he missed more games than him than that soft baby bitch? But like, oh boy, can't be uttered on this. Uh, Wait, who are you talking about? Don't you do it. The what are you talking about? Will not be don't, named. don't you even say? I don't it. know. What do you? What do you mean? Yeah, um, you know exactly. There's a lot of there's a lot of gingers in the world. I don't know. I mean, can you please specify? I'm How not going to do it to John. I'm not going to do it to my co-host. Um, it's a good guy. It's a good guy right there. So, so you you have a guy who's missed more games than him, and he's blown out both of his knees. And it's like his game is predicated on being able to move around in the pocket, flow through, and if he has to take off and go, he can go and he can beat an edge rusher to the corner. He can outrun a, a, a corner or a linebacker or whatever. He's already blown up both knees. Like he's not coming back from a third ACL injury. He's not. And and it's like you're telling me a team that has this many holes is going to give up two or three first round draft picks. It it makes and his salary cap hit next year is forty million dollars. It makes absolutely no sense. It would be like Deshaun Watson swoop and the Eagles cheerleaders on the offense. Like that's what our team would be. And Jalen Rager and and Rager. <laughs> We got Rager, and, we got and Fogum, and Fogum. Like, and hopefully we can finally cut that bust from Stanford and get rid of him. What if he? What if he rebounds? I saw a thing that like Sirianni could really potentially get him going. That that he envisions him to be like the, the Michael Pittman and Terrell Williams play player for him. And hey, man, if if Sirianni can get anything of value from a playing time perspective out of that sack of shit. He that's is I mean. like, that's where I'm excited for Nick. He's coach like, of the, that dude is coach. Money. Of he has to play. I think, I, I think, I mean, I mean, I guess we can cut him and get more league minimum guys, but we got no money. So it's like, you know, I guess Nick will decide, you know, after mini camps, what he sees, but you know, it's one well, of those. If you, it's like, here's, if you draft, if you draft chase, like, where do you put him? Because he doesn't play special you teams. Him or you, you cut Ward, I guess his ward out. Is he going to be the odd man out? And and Ward actually can play football. Like I like Ward, but he, for some reason he gets shit on it by this franchise. Well, it's it's just he's he's such a tweener as far as his body type, and it's like, and and again, the the the, the flip side of that is you look at his stats and you're like, well, he had a pretty good year, and then you're like, oh my god, we're so fucking terrible that Greg Ward is our best wide receiver. <laughs> like he also could be our he also could be our third third string quarterback too, so it's okay. But but I mean he could he could play special teams if you asked him to he'd play special teams he could be your backup 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 quarterback like that's a dude that has versatility you know JJ Ortega Whiteside does what because he doesn't block he doesn't block on field goals he doesn't return punts he doesn't do kickoffs he doesn't do anything yes, he can block Spain. he's from Spain all right Jeffrey that, likes that's that's great thank you he's cold, he brings culture. Jeffrey Lulcher to the locker. Yeah, yeah. Our, I mean, our, Paella for Jeffrey. Oh, our, I like Paella. Dude, Paella is really good, but our really Sasquatch-looking owner can just fuck off and <laughs> oh stop. Oh, my God. Anderson. There it is, Harry oh, Anderson again. There it is. No holds barred. Listen, now, who, who did we peg him as? Harry and the Hendersons and, um, and John Lithgow, right? Yes. Who's also in Harry and the Hendersons, but... Yeah, if uh, is Harry Lithgow or is Harry the uh, Sasquatch? No, Lithgow's the dad. I know, but is Harry the Harry's name of the Sasquatch? That's Harry. Harry is the Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, Sasquatch. yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I figured. Because it's called Harry and the Henderson, so yeah. But I didn't know if the dad was named Harry. Like, oh, it's Harry and the Hendersons. So, 
Great, great movie. Haven't seen it in a while. Well, that's a great way to wrap up the episode of Good uh, Harry and the Hendersons uh, dropping. It is. It is. It's always good to wrap with a with a good movie pull. Anyone see any good movies lately? They don't make good movies anymore. They only make yeah. good shows. Good shows, yeah. That are that are basically mini movies. Every them. episode. Little things are supposed to be have a lot of hype, and that was eh. Jared Leto. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I I think it it definitely it definitely the the um ending was whatever. Like, I yeah, well, it was like building up to the you were expecting this crazy twist, and then the it's twist been, happened, and you're like, that's it, that's the yeah. twist. Like, have, have you guys had a chance to check out that Ben Affleck movie, The Way Back? Yes, oh, that's good yes, three times. I it was a uh, great movie. Really good. I thought it was a good, really good, really well done. Yeah. Really that's well the done. La- that's the last movie I saw. I felt terrible <laughs> for him throughout that whole movie. I felt terrible for him. Well, it was kind of interesting, too, because I know Ben Affleck went through some some tough times of drinking. And yeah. I feel like that um, that character he could really get into. Freedom. I, really identify with, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it was dark. I was a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Pick me up story about a, an alcoholic high school basketball coach. Some good laughs usually. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Coach Carter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? They, they, the guy, Sam Van Gundy called into like one of those, like, uh, I think maybe Rich Eisen's show like months ago, and I was listening to it. And he was talking about Coach Carter because he knows the real Coach Carter, like the mm-hmm. real actual coach. And he's like, that son of a gun somehow finagled the studio and then get and Samuel L. Jackson fam. He's like, he's shorter and fatter than I am. And they get Samuel L. Jackson to play him. He's like, he's like, they need it. And it was, it was just so funny. He was just like, that son of a bitch got them to play. But anyhow. That's a good that's a great movie. No, I a- actually believe I hate to admit it, for the longest time I've never seen Hoosiers. And I saw Hoosiers the other day. Uh, Hoosiers is one. I have I haven't seen that in forever. Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a good one. She teaches you about team and just you know it did definitely a good one. Some movies Gene, like that. Gene Hackman, right? It's yep. Hackman and Jimmy. Uh, I forget the uh, what's his last name. Jimmy something, the main kid. Jimmy uh, Hemper, or not Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy something. He's the main kid. But now nah, it teaches about like just you know perseverance and just you know following you know playing like a team and. One of those movies that just stands the test. Jimmy of time. Chitwood. Chitwood. Jimmy Chitwood. Chitwood. Gene um, Hackman went from Hoosiers to The Replacements. Also a great one. Entertain him. Listen, Shane Falco. Don't fuck with Shane Falco. All right. That's right, baby. I, I'm a, just, It's the only Falco I'll get behind. The only. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow! There you go. What a way to end it. What a way to end end it, man. It's good. Solid up. Solid up. Um. Any closing remarks? I'm gonna go 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 Bulldogs, go Zags, man. I hope they do it. I hope they make history this uh, this tournament. I think they kind of have to, Matt. I think I think I think it's the universe needs it. I think the universe needs it. We need undefeated we need season. It. We need it, man. I want to see history. I'm a. I've said it before on this podcast. I'm a big fan of watching history. So, you know. As much as I, you know, don't really care for, don't care. I don't care if Tom Brady wins, loses, retires, whatever. But I thought it was really cool to see what he did. Well, and also you're kind of a sucker for Bulldogs too. Oh, huge. Yeah, I've got two. I've got two upstairs that are just 
pulling for every bulldog team. So, yeah, I hope they do it, man. It'd be fucking cool. And the Pac-12, man, how about those teams, man? Fucking making 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 the Pac-12 relevant this year. It's been upset city. The historic upset. Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's Jesse's favorite football conference too. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> Soft baby shit. Not not in the tour. Not in the not in the tournament this year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my final thought, fellas. Any final words? F- oh, I got one. Fuck Draymond Green. You ain't better than Ben Simmons on defense. I don't care what your quote says, you bitch. You ain't better than Ben Wallace either. Nothing. Yeah, bitch. You don't say the words Dennis Rodman in the same sentence with him. It's horseshit. Fuck you, Draymond. Fuck you. 10-9-8, go Sixers. Keep it up. Get a dub, uh-huh. baby. Get a dub in Dubville. Jesse, Trade I know Bra- what, what do you got, John? Trade Bryce Harper. Oh, God. Wow. There it is. Oh. Wow. Best contract in Philly sports right now, Dwight Howard. Best contract in Philly. Great. That's yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you couldn't have got well, whatever. I'm not even gonna John, get on that. John, John loves John's like, yeah, that's awesome. Great. Oh, I mean, I've, only, I've only said that for seven years that a backup big man would be helpful on this team. And we and we waited till uh you know this time to get Dwight Howard. God, I could get a Lopez brother on here for for ten years already. Now Bradley, that Bradley dude's doing pretty well for us. Uh, Bradley, people don't know about Bradley. Bradley played for UNC in 2018 on that team that went deep in the final in the NCAA tournament. But he was a backup center, didn't play a lot, and people were really shocked he went pro when he was going to be a starter, which would have been, I guess, in 19. But he came out and was second round pick because of it, or like late first round. But he's somebody that like came out of high school with a lot of hype and. He's, I mean, he's only 21, 22, man. He's one of those guys I like to keep around and develop. Like, really just, you know, he don't make a lot of money. Just get him in shape a little bit better. Yeah. And yeah, we had a guy like that, too. His name was Nazir Muhammad. I remember him on the – he played for the uh, – he played yeah. for the – Yeah. We, we, no, we, we love we big guys. Him. Yeah. Back up big guys. We love Nazir, those guys. Nazir Muhammad, he played for – he went to Kentucky. He played for Calipari. Yeah. On those, like, years ago. He played with Tony Delk. And all those teams. Oh, I know that Nazir Muhammad. He was yeah. in the Takemi Mutombo trade. Yeah. Oh, man, back in back. back many moons ago. What are these Warriors jerseys about? What are these blue colors? All right, that's my one. That's my last. That's my last thing that I'm gonna say, and then I'm done. And then and then Jesse, you can give it to me. Go, Bert. the NBA. The NBA. <laughs> and Simmons. The NBA needs to. I, I, I'm. You know, I love alternate jerseys, stuff like that. The NBA has got it. I can't, it's getting to the point now where I turn on a game where, and it's not the Sixers. Like it's like, say it's like the Denver Nuggets versus the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets are wearing maroon jerseys. And I, I, I'm thinking it's like the Cavaliers playing, but no, it's like, it's the Nuggets. Like it's getting to the point where like they're getting carried away with these, these jerseys to wear like, you, you don't know. You turn on a game, you don't know what teams are playing. It's like, it's getting, it's getting. Well, nuts. this was the old, this was the old school one. This was, uh, this was the, this early, was the original this was the early Steph Curry rookie. One. Yeah, this is the rookie, this is rookie Steph Curry, right? But they, no, they, no, this is early, to, this is early mid 2000s. This is when, um, um Jason um, Richardson, 
Richardson yes. was on. Yeah, but didn't it mm-hmm. say Warriors that are Oakland years ago? It though? said yes, yes. It, it said you say Warriors on it. Oakland's the new thing that they're trying because they're playing in San Fran, but they're trying to represent Oakland now. Well, and that's the other thing too. Like sometimes they wear Oakland, sometimes they wear San Francisco on their stuff. It's like, god damn, guys, just like pick one. Like I know, they're trying to represent because didn't they leave Oakland to go to San Fran basically? Like yeah, or just or just or just put Golden State on there. Yeah, no, that's, that's who that's you are. Team. They're trying to keep it so like Oakland has feel like then then, then you shouldn't have left Oakland. <laughs> How about that? If you wanted to be Oakland, yeah, yeah that's it's, what we call the the Thunder, the Seattle Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, I mean they're from the Seattle. It's that's like the that's like the Sixers like because they have a practice facility in Jersey now. It's like some some jerseys it'll say South Jersey. The next night they'll say it'll say Philly on it. Like I'd buy that jersey for South Jersey Sixers. What about South Jersey? Sixers. I don't know why any I don't know why any sports team, any major sports team, any city doesn't have a Oregon University of Oregon style uh, closet full of jerseys, and they pick whatever they want on any given night, depending on what one team has to be. I went away fine, but I don't understand why they don't have a plethora of options like Oregon. I think Jesse brought this up in a couple podcasts ago, and it's an extreme moneymaker. If, like Jesse said, all of a sudden they came out with Kelly Green this year, they would fucking sell all this merch. But you know what? In three years from now, if they came out with a, a black, you know, I, I know I understand they already have a black one, but if they did like a black helmet with that, they would sell eons and eons worth of fucking merchandise. Same thing with the Sixers. There's no reason why they couldn't bring back this, the two early 2000s ones that everyone hates. But I mean, that stuff, I mean, you've seen like the, the Photoshop comps of, of the guys today, like the Ben Simmons wearing that 2000 Jersey, man. And that still like holds value. I, I really like that Jersey. I don't know. Ben going to work Look at that all day. My God, six already in the first. I'd like to see him just bring back the the old uh, the, the 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 old Julius Irving the red the red just with the Sixers, Sixers on. Sixers, yeah. I, I, there's no reason why they can't. Like I said, I don't know why, especially in basketball, they just can't do all different ones for retro nights. Or mm-hmm. I know they do this. I, it's different heritage months. Like they do Spanish Heritage Month. I know they, they, you know, like the Lakers do like Los Lakers. Yeah. I, I think it's like, I think it's great that they do different things for like, why, why doesn't basketball do a military version? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. That, that would I mean, be kind of cool. I know, I know NFL specifically partners up with military. But so baseball, baseball does it too. Yeah. Padres yeah. always wear um, camouflage. And then a few days a year, like Memorial Day, a few other 4th of July, they wear uh, camo hats usually most teams mm-hmm. yeah but I don't like, know why even, basketball doesn't get into it but they don't like our and, and Bill like the the Padres I think they even auction off those jerseys every time they wear and they them do. and they get the money because there's a huge because because I mean there's a huge base in San Diego so it's, yeah. it's marine country but yeah no it's no I no I agree it's you know I don't you're right NBA does very very little for 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 its uh for the servicemen that kind of shit Interesting. I wonder why. Something to dive into for next episode. That's for sure. I'm sure Bill Bill's chomping at the bit to talk about more uniforms and sneakers and and hats. So I got it. I can't wait. Can't count down the minutes of the next episode. Can't wait.
Till then, follow us on 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 the uh, social media internets at Forfeit Pod. Um, you can send us an email. We probably won't check it. Um, it's forfeitpod at gmail.com. Until next time, stay good. Go birds.